Welcome back to another episode of Dad You Podcast. My name is Chris Sherrod, and I'm the marriage and family director here. So glad that uh, you could join us again. And I kind of want to start every week reminding us all of just kind of four things that faithful fathers do. And then I'll introduce our guests for today. But these are just ongoing reminders. The four things that we've emphasized are faithful fathers passionately love Jesus. They own the role of disciple maker. They create a word-centered home and they initiate faith conversations. And I'm going to say those a lot, and so that won't be the last time you hear me say it, but just all four of those are kind of more specific things that dads need to do. Obviously, passionately love Jesus. Everyone needs to do that, uh, mom or dad. But specifically, a lot of men need to own the role of disciple maker. That's your job. That's your role that God's given you. And uh, dads are called out in particular to do this. And then according to Deuteronomy 6, we're supposed to create a word-centered home and then just initiate faith conversations just in day-to-day living. So those are my reminders I always like to start off with. Uh, let me introduce our guest today. We have John McGee. Um, welcome, John. Thank you, brother. Good to be here. Uh, yeah. Uh, tell us your role here at Watermark and then maybe how long you've been here and then you introduce your family. Yeah. So uh, my role now is Senior Director of Watermark Resources. So that is uh, kind of our attempt to serve all the other churches um, that we have you know, have influence over yeah. uh, from our, our role here at Watermark. So uh, we export a lot of the ministries that we use here. Uh, Re-Engage was one of our marriage ministries. Regen, one of our recovery ministries. Uh, church Leaders Conference, Church Leaders Podcast. Yeah. So really just kind of packaging up anything that we are, um, you know, learning here, the mistakes we've made, saving other people from them, and just sharing some of our resources. It. So it's been really, really fun. Uh, Pam and I have been here at Watermark since week seven of this church. Wow. Okay. So we've been here forever. Uh, was going to seminary, then came on staff and was the marriage pastor for a really long time. And uh, and then as the, that kind of took off and other churches wanted to know about a lot of the things we were doing, that's when we started uh, Watermark Resources. Okay. So yes, so, so I'm married to my high school sweetheart, Pam, oh, fine. of 27 years. Uh, so 27 years of bliss. We say, a lot of times we say, you know, 26 of them were bliss. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> but we love, love being married. And then we've got four, uh, four great kids. So um, their ages are 23, 21, 19, and 17. And uh, Dawson is out of college, married to Lauren, who just came on staff at Watermark, which is really yeah. fun. Uh, Maddie is finishing up uh, at Auburn. She's a senior. She'll be moving back to Dallas. War Eagle. I have to say uh, War, War Eagle. Eagle. There you go. Yeah. And um, so she's uh, had a great experience, but we're really glad she's coming yeah. back uh, to Dallas. And then uh, Hudson is a freshman at Oklahoma State. And then our daughter, Emmy, will be going off to college. So we will be empty wow. nest, okay. um, this time next year. So we've done diapers and lots of Legos and lots of baseball practices and, you know, uh, driving lessons, car, car insurance <laughs> payments. Yes. And we will be empty nest and, uh, and looking forward to this ne- next role of kind of championing our kids yep. and staying connected to them. So, yeah. Okay. That's so fun. Well, the topic today that we're going to talk about is just being a fun dad, uh, the importance of fun in our families. And this is something that I think most dads probably think they're fun, or at least they think they're funny. <laughs> dad jokes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dad jokes. But um, I just think it's one of those things about being an intentional father that um, a, a lot of dads need to realize it, it does take some forethought. Like you should be, um, obviously you're thinking about important stuff about school and sports and driving and, and um, how they're doing spiritually. But I think the role of and the importance of just having fun as a family um, and initiating that would be something dads I think listening to this could grow from. So talk about um, why you think that's important. Yep. 
what how it relates to relationship later on, and then just I want to hear a bunch of ideas too. Yeah, I'd love to, that. Sounds like a great outline. Let me start with, uh, and I, and I love to share ideas, and uh, I get going. I don't know how much time we're gonna have uh, when I'm done, <laughs> okay. but um, let, I think it's a great place to start. What what about the why? Yeah. Why would you do this? And you started at the beginning of this podcast, Chris, with one of them was we need to own the discipleship mm-hmm. uh, of our home. So uh, I asked years ago, I asked uh, David Peniel, who at the time was our director of student ministry. And this is, I think, like 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. Even. And I said, hey, David, tell me about the kids who leave Watermark. When they leave Watermark, they go to college. Let's think about the kids who have really continued in their faith. Yeah. What would you say are characteristics uh, of the families that they came from? Is there any kind of common threads, mm. right? So anything in life is pattern recognition and reverse engineering. It, it works really across any any category. Yeah. So, um, and that's just kind of the way my, my mind works. And so David, it really kind of caught him off guard. Uh, it wasn't it wasn't one that he had just kind of a, a quick uh, response to. And he thought for a second, and so you can see him, you can literally see, I can see his brain just kind of, as he's thinking about different families. And he goes, you know what, John, what's really interesting is, all of those families are really fun. Hmm. And the kids actually like being with their parents. And I just thought, <laughs> there's just no way. Like that, that is not the uh-huh. answer. You know, that's not, and so, um, but I, I it, it marked me. I, I do know yeah. that. And I began to kind of, um, you know, put some wheels in motion uh, and regarding my own family. And I came back a few years later. This is really interesting. I asked David the same thing, knowing that there's just no way he would remember that conversation. And so I would catch him again, mm-hmm. and I wanted to see what he'd say. And I framed it up exactly the same way. And he did exactly the same thing. He paused as if, like, I really thought about that. As you're talking about the family, it's not the kids. He, and he, so he does the same thing. He pauses. He looks up. He's kind of doing some mental math. And he goes, huh, this is interesting. You know what? All the families they come from are really, really fun. Wow. And it really, in that in that moment, seared. I was already experiencing some of mm-hmm. that in my own family and seeing uh, the blessing of that. But uh, it seared it in my in my mind, yeah. and I thought, you know what? If we're going to be anything, we're going to be fun. And now, it's not fun um, for fun's sake. Right. Uh, it really is, you know, it's a precursor to a relationship. And you talked about owning the discipleship of our of our home. And you know, unless your kids are any different, uh, they don't want to be discipled by somebody that they don't have a relationship yep. with. And and I, I know this is just, you know, it's really kind of funny to think about this passage. But uh, Exodus twenty is where we get the Ten Commandments. Mm-hmm. And no one really, we just jump to, you know, uh, we're not to have any other gods other other than uh, the one true God, and we just jump in the, the don'ts. But right before that, God says to to Moses and really to Israel, I'm the God who brought you out of Egypt, which is to say, I'm the God that's been walking with you. Mm -hmm. I'm the God that has been uh, protecting you, that's been guiding you, that has been uh, with you. Now, here's the rules. Wow. That's a good observation. And um, and so I think a lot of times we'll just jump into, hey, guys, let's read our Bibles. Let's, um, you know, uh, I want to teach you this verse or let's have a, let's pray, which which are great things to do. And, um, but they land different if there's a relationship, uh, with the dad who is, uh, you know, initiating these things. And so, so that, that's the why, uh, for, for me. And, um, and it's, uh, you know, some dads are just so, uh, Bron Brown, who leads our Institute is, he's so fun. Like we grow, we raised our kids together and he'd always have a guitar and he's, (laughs) he's so funny and uh, that's not me. So I would have to kind of actually think about this. I didn't accidentally in in many instances become fun. And so I, I would think about, you know, kind of three things, one being spontaneous in the moment, just going with it. 
hey, we're in the backyard, something's happening, I've got a choice, I can engage or not, but I'm just going to, I'm going to try to be, I'm going to maximize the fun here. Okay. Uh, another one would be planning. And so just thinking about uh, putting things kind of, you know, really on my, on my calendar. So when the kids were little, um, my job was to own the weekend. Pam mm. would say, I've got, I've got Monday through Friday and then big guy, I need you to tap in, <laughs> you know, and, uh, and I need you to own, you know, kind of Friday night, Saturday. So I would it, just as if it was my job kind of plan out, um, you know, all things on Saturday. So I had a book of fun things to do in Dallas and we just kind of systematically went through that. Um, there, uh, guide live, I was probably still a site in Dallas. It's all the things that are going on in Dallas, you know, so you can just, you can always find something yeah. uh, to do uh, in Dallas. And, um, and I would kind of keep and you know, kind of a, a, an Evernote file of just fun things to do, and I would, I would have to plan that out. And then, you know, there's these things that they're not spontaneous; they're not planned. They're just like decided ahead of time. These are big rocks we will be about as a family. Okay. And for us, um, we when when my my son was in uh, finishing up junior high, we said before he graduated high school. We wanted to go see a uh, major league. Uh, we wanted to go see a, a ball game in every major league ballpark. 30, 30 ballparks, wow. if you don't know okay. that. They're spread out all over the country. Okay. And that was tough. Yeah. We, did it in five, we had five years to do okay. it. Took a ton, a ton of work, a ton of planning, a ton of money. I actually didn't take as much money. You can, uh, uh, just a pro tip if you want to do this, um, email every single ballpark that you're going to go to. Uh, the worse they are, the more apt you are to get free tickets, <laughs> right. free parking, free uh, swag. So we got a lot of free stuff from really bad teams. And, um, you know. Uh, but tell them so what the you're Phillies, doing. You tell them what okay, we're doing. Okay. Hey, you know, so the Phillies, we probably sat, I don't know, four <laughs> rows back. And that's amazing, you know. Right. Um, so, uh, you know, the Yankees, the the Cubs, they, they're just you know, you're lucky to be in the stadium. But other people are so glad to have it. Toronto. They couldn't believe people from Texas uh, were there. Um, but that uh, you know, one of our one of our uh, mottos was you know, modest home, big adventures, huh. and um, and that was something that took a lot of work. I still can remember you know, one a.m. in the morning trying to sync up West Coast ball teams and and all the the hotels points we had, just doing it on the st- shoestring budget. It was so hard, huh. and yet when we look back on that season, like we wouldn't trade that for anything. Yeah. And it was these big rocks, really, that we had decided we we're going to be about, and um, and so. Uh, that, that's how we thought about it. and spontaneously in the moment, kind of planning, you know, think one to three months out and then just some things you were going to decide okay. and you will always be glad, yep. always be glad yep. uh, that you did. So, yeah. Okay. Um, so I, you know, I don't know how to really be helpful. I'll, I'll give you some tips at the end, I, I think, or with our guys, uh, Chris at the end, but sometimes, um, I loved hearing from other dads, what they were doing that would, was just fun, yeah. you know, just kind of crowdsourcing it. Yeah. Uh, so uh, let me just rattle. Let me just press play on a few of the things that that I remember that were really fun. This one always came up uh, when I asked the kids what was fun. Uh, we did a thing called Barbarian Night, and you know you're always on your kids to sit up straight, use your utensils, have good manners at the t- you know at the table. You're just you're not always on them, but there's just all these rules. Yeah. And uh, every once in a while, kind of like this pressure release valve, we just say no utensils. <laughs> you eat. However you want, whatever you want, you know. And so they would generally request, like, the mess spaghetti, yep. the messiest whatever it was. And we would just sit there and, you, you know, you just, if you're uptight, you're going to have to, you know, just kind of grit your teeth. Um, but it, they would, like, squeal with delight. So uh, when, no rules. Yeah. We're just, it's a barbarian night. We're going to eat like barbarians, you know. And I probably, if the guys wanted to take their shirts off, they probably got to do that. And, uh. <laughs> And, and so they would ask, you know, all the time for barbarian night. No, we're going to eat like civilized people, you know, tonight. But uh, it was just it was just such a fun way uh, to let 
you know, again, some of the, the steam um, off of that. So um, I was thinking about just thinking about what it looks like to connect with each kid. Mm-hmm. You know, I have four kids and I can't believe sometimes they all came from Pam and I. They're all so yeah. different. I've got an artist and she'd love to do kind of artistic things, you know, and um, everything you would expect. Um, we've got one kid who's really, really into sports. And so if his favorite player was in town and we could go sit at the, you know, the very, very top of the stadium, he was just thrilled, right. you know. Another one, they just like to kind of be quiet and play cards. And so uh, there's a target uh, not, we, that we could walk to. We'd sit there. Uh, we'd go to the, um, the kind of the coffee shop, the Starbucks in there. She would order um, a hot chocolate, and we would sit there and play cards, like, for an hour. Mm. And that was the funnest thing to her. Or uh, there's a place here in Dallas called the Magnolia. They used to have free milk and cookies on, like, Thursday night. And so she would always say, Dad, can we go? And we'd take our little deck of cards, and we'd sit there, and we'd eat milk and cookies. And that was really, really fun to her. So I'm just thinking about each one of those kids, um, you know, what it would look like. Um, another thing, I think, is just um, looking for the different um, differences in gender, uh, what it would look like to connect with each one of them. And so um, my kids, a lot of times, they would request that we would have Guys Weekend and Girls Weekend. And uh, my guys would want to send the girls away so that we could do, like, guy stuff. Uh-huh. And it was so it was so simple. It was so simple. But you know, we would. We'd take our shirts off almost all the weekend unless we were out, you know, uh, out in uh, and about, um, we would make, uh, we call them man burgers and, uh, we would get about three pounds of ground beef and we'd make three patties and which they could never finish. <laughs> they would, and, uh, but they're just the, you know, Hey, we're going to be men. Uh, we'd play video games. We'd make weapons. I remember one time Pam walked in uh, to the living room after she had been gone. We'd gone to some thrift, uh, thrift, uh, shopping like garage sales, mm-hmm. probably better said. And we were just looking for stuff to get in trouble with. And we found a little crossbow and we rigged it to shoot uh, wooden shish kebab skewers and Pam walked in and the boys, the boy, just as the boys had, you know, let this uh, projectile fly across the, um, uh, the living room and hit, you know, bullseye. They looked up and said, Hey mom, you know, and reloaded. Um, but they, they still talk about that, yeah. play video games and, and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, they're different genders. Uh, a couple of the things I, that were just fun to us, um, you know, in the summer you can take, um, PVC pipes and, um, you know, get the connectors and things like that and make a, um, a big contraption and then just drill holes in it and make a sprinkler. You can hook your hose up. There's little attachments yeah. there. And just let the guys and, or your kids just run wild. You can start with a very simple, um, you know, uh, almost like a little A-frame car wash so the kids can, and you can put misters. That uh-huh. You can also take the misters. You can glue those in there. And so we'd make like this wall of mist uh, that the kids could drive their bikes through. And then, the, but you could just, break it down and start over and, you know, make all kinds of contraptions. And so, uh, summers were really fun. Um, we, uh, one of our, the kids' favorite things to do was to go to uh, Fort Worth. We take the Trinity rail express, yeah. just, just the way we did it. We went to the dollar store and let, we would get all of the different, um, you know, the, the Mike and Ike's and the hot tamales, whatever that brand yep. is. So we'd get all of them. And, um, you know, even ones we didn't like, Jolly Joe's. Who likes Jolly Joe's? But we'd get them all, and we'd sit at the TRE, and we'd play cards, and that was kind of our thing. And so if we had an open weekend, they would love uh, to do so. And that's not expensive. I, the no, the ride over there is like, I mean, if four bucks, five bucks, yeah, something like that. Yeah. It's not that but much. But they just, they just yeah. loved it. And, uh, and 
yeah. Um, and it, a lot of this doesn't take, uh, doesn't take a lot of money, right. uh, Chris, to have fun. And so, in fact, I <laughs> just being the way I'm wired, I knew basically every free thing to do in Dallas uh-huh. when it happened. So just keep an Evernote file. Yeah. And, um, and so, you know, Home Depot would have the and Lowe's would each have kind of like a building project each day, like say the first uh, Saturday of the month or the third Saturday of the month. And our kids have got these aprons. They would give them a pen for every project they've wow. done. And they're just covered, covered. Okay. And we would always do that, you know, and uh, Sam's would have lots of uh, free you know, um, different, you know, uh, foods and things like that on Saturday, we would do that. The Nasher would be open, uh, free on some days they would have crafts and we would just, <laughs> I would just look and I, I would just feel like I'm winning uh-huh. just, just like a cruise ship director doing all these amazing things for free. Yep. And if you're, if you're willing to, to hustle and plan, uh, you can do a lot of free things. So, um, I, you know, I could keep going. Um, I think leveraging, um, uh, anything that's going on. So, uh, one would be, Think about like leveraging, um, say, a sports moment. So March Madness, we'd make brackets. Uh-huh. We'd have prizes, you know, that they would all compete for. When the Olympics came, I forgot how we did it, but I think we knocked out the top 10 that normally would play, like whatever the normal top 10 would be. And so we had to basically pick some really obscure um, countries, okay. you know, to root for. And then we would make the meals <laughs> of those uh, those countries, which carried over into uh, F1. Uh, a lot of my kids are into F1. And last year, uh, we would watch the brace delayed and then it would play from all over the world. And we would basically make or you know, order food from that area. So if it was, you know, Brazil or if it was Mexico or it was the Middle East or it was German, we would just have that type of food as we watched. Um, so just, again, now, those aren't an end to themselves, but we've got a relationship with mom and dad when they talk about spiritual things. Yep. You know, that's, um, so that that was always the the, the end goal for us. And, um, you know, uh, I don't know, holidays, uh, we would, a lot of times we'd order a big giant Lego set, like a massive one. And, uh, and we would just sit around and um, we put it together and then I would flip it back on eBay, you know, afterwards. Uh, but, <laughs> but it was something like for a whole day yeah. or two, you know, make a little time-lapse photography. We put, uh, you could Google this, but uh, Kinex, uh, K-N-E-X, uh, they've got a grandfather clock uh, one year that's like six feet tall. And we put that really? together. It's out of print. I set an alert on eBay when it came in. I got it and um, sold it back on eBay, <laughs> made, made a bunch of money. So, um Anyway, just thinking ahead and making your home a fun, uh, you know, a fun place so that when it is time to have the spiritual conversations, um, they've got a relationship with you and they, they, uh, they want to be with you. I, one more, we took one time, we took uh, Twister, do you know that yeah. game, the Twister with the spinner? And uh, I remember we sat in the driveway and we said, we're going to spin it and wherever, wherever this thing lands, we're just going to drive that way. <laughs> we're going to spend our day, whatever comes really? our way. Okay. And we just took off. I don't remember exactly what, what happened. I remember we drove by a bookstore, and I said, great, everybody go in there, and I want you to learn something for 30 minutes. And they went in, and, you know, of course, the boys were looking at samurai armor and things like that, and the girls did. Uh, and then we drove. We found a great little pizza place. We sat down, and uh, we talked about what we had learned. And we just kept driving and stopping and with no with no plan, and that was that was really fun. Yeah. So um, those are a few things. Um, but I, if I, I guess if I could give some tips, um, it would be – here's four tips I just wrote down. Number one, crowdsource. So when you're with another dad, ask, hey, what are you doing for fun? Yeah. 
Um, what, what are the best memories you've ever made as a family? What's, what are you thinking about? Um, and just write it down and capture, uh, capture that. And number two would just be to keep a list that you come up with. So if you run across something, it's a new, uh, you know, donut shop that's opening, or there's going to be this festival, just write that down. Cause you'll, you're going to forget, uh, so that you've always got a bank, uh, of ideas. Um, and number three, this is, this is, no one talks about this. All of, all of having fun, being creative is much easier when you're rested Mm. Uh, when you're in shape uh, and when you're eating well. Okay. And then emotionally, you're in, you're in a good yeah. spot. And so my most creative ideas would come to me on runs um, as, you know, uh, early on when I would have a bunch of little kids and I would just, that was a way for me to kind of manage the stress and I would go out and, um, but I would, I would just get all these creative ideas and I would come back and go, okay, this is what we're going to do this weekend. It would just, so something about that blood brain barrier and, you know, all the endorphins uh, running. And then I, just a last one would be, hey, hey kind of you're uh, you're on the clock. Yeah, you're on the clock, and uh, we Pam and I are going to be empty nesters, and it went by so fast. Yep. And um, and just know that that your days are limited. And we thought about uh, above our kids, we imagined a shot clock. You know, think like a a basketball shot yep. clock. And um, you know, it started at 18 years and just constantly ran down to to zero, which has happened uh, for us. And we just didn't want to, you know, metaphorically miss our shot. And we wanted to be intentional all the way to the end. Didn't do it perfectly, but that was actually really, really motivating. And so uh, don't forget the small stuff. Uh, Don't be afraid to do something big and hairy. Mm -hmm. Um, We hiked across the Grand Canyon um, as a family when my youngest daughter was nine in July. Like you hiked down and then over? across, uh, all the way across, yeah, in one day, (laughs) and uh, in July. So don't do that. Do not do that. (laughs) Uh, and if you do, like, I'm, I'm actually being very, very serious. Like, know what you're getting into. Understand hydration. Wow. Uh, you know, potassium, salts, all those kinds of things. Yeah. And train. And so we would come up. We come up to the watermark offices, nine, nine stories. We would, I would make them walk up and down wow. until they could do it twenty times. Uh, up was what was one. And uh, they were like, "This isn't any fun." <laughs> and, way, and at the very end, we came out, and they're like, "Dad, thank you so much." Right. You know? And it's like this core memory yep. that was really, really hard and really fun. Now that might be a horrible idea for you, um, but just just think about you know what would don't don't sell yourself too short. I don't know anyone else that's done it, so I'm not going to do it. No, you can you can create the family that, that you want uh, to create. And I would say when we look back. I always thought in those moments I was doing all that for my kids. All that I was like, uh-huh. I'm doing this for you. You know, this is this is. Um, so you have a great childhood. So so I can disciple you. And when Pam and I look back, uh, we realize maybe we were the biggest beneficiaries of that. Mm. We've got this incredible stack of memories uh, with our kids, and we're just so grateful for that time. Were they disobedient? Did we lose our marbles sometimes? Um, was it hard? Were we sleep deprived? Yes, 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 and yes. But we're. So we're so grateful for that time. Yeah. And I think in in many respects, I didn't understand it at the time. Like we did that uh, for us. So this matters. Have fun. Do you. Uh, I know a guy that said, you know, we weren't into sports. Uh, my dad and I went on a quest for the best banana milkshakes in Dallas. <laughs> I don't even know how many places serve that. But, he, you know, he goes, it wasn't about the banana milkshakes. Right. It was about a relationship. Yep. And we would go and we would uh, drive around every week and look for another banana milkshake place. And uh, that's when I remember my dad. And I remember we, we'd talk and we would have fun. Um, but this matters yeah. um, so that you can uh, disciple your kids. So I talked a lot, so brother. Great. No, but I think that, well, two things. One thing you said, it's so easy to think you've got all the time in the world. And now, actually, today is my son's 29th birthday. And I'm like, wow. how did I get a son wow. that old? It's crazy. But you just really, 
you know, when you're young and people tell you that, like they grew up so fast, you kind of go, uh, so, we're just trying to get so, out of diapers. You know, you you think you have so much time and um, you just look back like it really does go by fast. And so I think being intentional, making the most of, you know, Saturdays and, and um, the, the two things that that I think is always a struggle is quality time and quantity time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The quantity time is always going to be a battle anyways, just in our life in Dallas and just, you know, what you've got going on. So you've got to fall, you know, fight against that of making the time. But then the quality time I think happens in the middle of just anything that you're doing. Like it's, yeah. there's so many conversations or questions my kids have asked that I did not plan. Absolutely. And I'm like, okay, I guess we're having this conversation now. And it's in the middle though of us doing something together. And I think if you yeah. never provide that environment where we have the relationship like you talked about, then there's going to feel really awkward or, mm-hmm. um, I don't know, jumpy or just it just doesn't fit. But when you have that relationship, in, it's just in the middle of what we do. We just drive and we spend time together in the middle of a card game or whatever. I think that's when a lot of those quality yeah. conversations are going to show up. So you got to be intentional. You have to be present to win. Yeah, you got to be present in those moments. That's good. Uh, and you can't, you can't script those. Uh, you can't tell your kids when to ask questions. Right. Um, they're going to do it on their time, um, in their own way. And uh, you do, you have to be present. Uh, you do have to be present to I win. I love that. And, Great. Well, John, thanks so much for being thanks, on brother. the show today. And uh, we look forward to more conversations. We hope this has blessed you, dads. And uh, we'll talk to you next time. See ya. <laughs>